Yo, what's up? Check it out, check it out. This is your favorite podcast. Well, hopefully one day it'll be your favorite podcast. You're probably right. I'm your host, MCM. Here we go with another little... Well, maybe not so little. I actually have a script this time, guys, but it's not really a script. Anyhow, welcome to You Probably Right Podcast. I'm your host, MCM, and today I'm going to start off something in maybe in a weird way, or I think a lot of you probably have the same desire. This one will be called If I Had a TED Talk. Okay, there you go. So I wrote up some stuff. I said, if I did have a TED Talk, it would be why streaming needs to end but why it's important and how in other words streaming is important but it needs to end at the same time sounds weird okay listen why welcome to your the probably right podcast You are welcome in my house anytime. Here we go. If I had a podcast in society, listen, is society telling us now that they don't want the best? I mean, they don't want the best of the best. Are they really playing soccer mom politics? Or should I just say soccer parent? Everybody deserves to play, really, for adults in society. Just think about that and think about what I possibly mean by that. Really, society is getting worse and worse. It's getting from bad to worse. So I guess it's not really getting worse to worse. It's still at getting bad to worse. <laughs> um Everybody, and I'm, I'm trying to keep this as vague as possible so you can draw your own, your own conclusions. Understand that when I do this podcast, I'm not sitting here and telling you some narrative that I have deep down in the recesses of my brain or my heart, and I'm trying to get these messages out to the masses so they can feel the same way or they can adopt my principles or my belief system. It's not that, but I want you to look into your life. I mean, we're podcasting together. I'm talking, you're listening. You're getting your ideas from maybe something that I say, but you can also throw my opinions to the wayside and continue to have yours or formulate yours or make yours stronger due to the fact that somebody like me speaking totally against what you think or what you believe, that's okay. So don't understand, understand something. I'm not trying to persuade anybody when I do this podcast and understand that this podcast is here for entertainment purposes only. So I don't expect anybody to take these podcasts as the truth of the truth, but I won't lie to y'all. Here we go. So I'm going to get on to the next part true fandom needs to end and why do I say that true fandom needs to end someone shouldn't be praised because they were given more God-given talent than someone else 
You understand? Just because you can solve a quadratic equation while eating a sandwich and riding a unicycle, just because you can do a 360 and slam the ball down, my the way that 360 you did was from the foul line. Just because you can play Mozart with your toes, just because you can slam dunk a basketball without jumping and you're slam dunking on a 10 foot rim, that doesn't mean you need to be praised. And that's what this society has messed up. I even think back way back into biblical times. If you read the story of Saul, honestly, look into your Torah, look into your Bible, and look at the story of Saul. Now, not Saul of Tarsus in the New Testament, Saul in the Old Testament. That's why I said Torah, because it's it's in the Pentateuch, the five first Bibles, or books in the Bible. The books of Moses. Okay. And you'll realize why they picked Saul to be their king. Absolutely ridiculous. I wonder how that ended. True fandom needs to end, people. And I think most people, I, I didn't bring that many different examples of why it needs to end. But those who understand things like if I talk about a person jumping and doing a 360 from the foul line, you'll realize those people who know basketball that not only is that almost impossible, but if there are people who can do it, it's not because they spent nights in the gym. If a person can play Mozart, first of all, playing Mozart alone is a skill and playing it correctly. But if you can play it with your toes, <laughs> what side of your brain does that come from? Now, I'm sure there's somebody out there who say, well, actually, I know. But <laughs> at the same time, we'll realize that that is a God-given talent or somebody solving a quadratic equation while eating a sandwich, while riding a unicycle and doing bunny hops. on the rim without a tire and you never rode a unicycle before you understand okay so and I, I talked about dunking on a 10 foot rim but you don't have to jump okay so that person was given height that other person was given dexterity that other person was given jumping ability That person's brain processes at 300 times what a regular, maybe not 300 times, but you understand. Now, did I give myself my brain? Did Saul give himself his height? Did Bobanovich? Bogdan Bobanovich, whatever his name is, I think. Did he give him his give himself his height? Did Vince Carter 
give himself that jumping ability. I mean, the first time most of us saw Vince Carter would have been in the NBA, just to realize that he was doing the same dunks while he was in university and probably even better ones. You understand? And this world praises people just because they can do something better, just up, just because they're taller, just because they're better looking. Think about modeling. Think about movies. Sometimes it's not even a good actor. It's just they're good looking and they look right for the part. And we give these people millions and millions of dollars. Or how about the scientists that, yes, they work hard, but... They were given the ability by God. But yet we praise these people. We don't praise the God that created them. It's crazy. First of all, I am somewhere, and this is a different thought now. I'm somewhere in the belief system between Jordan B. Peterson and Kimberly W. Crenshaw. Man, you can look up those two people, but <laughs> you know, I like the idea, and who doesn't, that Black Lives Matters. But how much does it matter? And does it matter any more than anyone else's? And why didn't they just start the phrase "All Lives Matter"? I don't know. I mean, they talked about Black Lives Matter, but then they started talking about a whole different argument in that Black Lives Matter. But let me get back to my TED Talk. That was a little segue. So, if I did a TED Talk, it would be why streaming needs to end. Yes, streaming needs to end. But why is it important as well? Should we end it? I'm going to give you a little story about my experience so that you can kind of figure out this, this talk here that I'm doing. See, streaming is, for those of you who don't know, and I know we're 10 minutes in, and that might be weird how I did all that little yammering, but it's about to get real here. Streaming is when you from kindergarten decide who should sit at what table for the children who's going to be in what class well either you pick all the kids that are born in January, February, March and you put them in one class or whether you sprinkle them around with some of the kids that are born later like in October and November ask any teacher who's dealt with more than one kindergarten class and you realize that yeah it does make a difference if you have all of the kids who are born in January in one class or if you sprinkle them around and it does make a difference on most of their performances in other words when you think about it a child who is four years old just being born in January as opposed to being born in November or December, you'll understand that that other child had at least 11 extra months of training and work under their belt than the other child. So it's not necessarily that they're smarter, 
but they're getting more experience, they're getting more attention, and they're going to have more ability, obviously, when school starts in kindergarten. So that's basically from the, the get-go at school it starts. Then what happens is you do your work, you do your work, and then maybe you get put into a special class. You do, yeah. Anyhow, you get the idea. The bottom line is by the time you get to grade nine, you're told now, I know it changed, it's now academic. And um, what's the other thing? Applied, applied or, or academic, I think. <laughs> but anyway, back in the day, it was advanced was the best, general was the, the second best, and then basic was like locally developed. You, you know, you're lucky if you get a job at the grocery store or a clothing store. So it was like work retail or manual jobs, factory jobs, go to college, get whatever they have, go to university, have a chance to get to the top of the top of whatever your area of study is. And what happens is schools start that from way, 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 way before the child gets to 17, 18 years, 19 years old. So basically you're streamed into where people think that you should end up in society pretty much as far as your financial life is going to concern and your social life will obviously probably change and be different as well it affects every part of your life so the reason why i feel that i am the right person to be speaking about this is because i live this now i'm not here saying that i agree with the ideas that some of these people have on streaming know why they think it's time to help young black kids get out of this streaming stigma situation. <clears throat> okay. So my experience in the GTA as a student. Okay. I went to a little school called Brookbanks Public School. I believe now it's a pri- private school, I'm pretty sure. But back then in the 80s, Actually, what am I saying? The 80s. That started late in the 70s. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I went to junior. I went to Brookbanks Public School, and then I went to a school called Donview. Well, actually, no. I was supposed to go to a school called Donview, but because of all the stigma attached to my name and who I was at that point, I went to Milford. Then I went to a school called Victoria Park Secondary School in Toronto. And then I went to Albert Campbell for a minute. <laughs> and then I got to Milliken Mills and I graduated my high school in York region. So, JK. JK was interesting because I thought it was all fun and games and everything was amazing. You know, and as a child... I have my little friends. I remember I had a friend. His his first name was Gus. And last name started with a P. And Helen C. And they were cool, but they left. They went to other schools. Then I had my best of best friends in grade one. Now, streaming 
if streaming started already with me, I would have no idea. But I'm pretty sure it did. But I did recognize when it started happening in grade one. I had my best friend. His first name was Chris. His last name started with an R. And what happened was they gave us all testing, I suppose, or maybe they just gave him testing. And he scored off the charts and they put him in a special class for smart kids. I was never in a class with my best friend again, all the way up until grade 11. And when I actually saw him and he saw me because he also moved away, he didn't even know who I was, nor did he care because we had become way two different people. So there I am trying to do my schoolwork. My best friend's gone. Now, many of you are saying, well, I never went to go to school with any of my best friends. Well, it was a big deal for me because this kid used to live five houses down from me and we used to play and when he got transferred into a special class all of a sudden he kind of was pulled out of my life in in some weird ways and yeah he was around for a little bit longer but that kid just went to a different level and did a lot of unnecessary weird things and pretty much by the time he got to high school messed himself up now i'm not saying that i would have been different or i would have been able to change him in any way but we were pretty good we were stable but then they put him in a special class for smart people hmm. grade two was okay again i was playing around hanging around you know everything's cool and then i got to grade three grade three Grade three, they put me in with Miss Hunt, and I had no clue what I was in doing in grade three. Now, I don't believe it was my, it was my aptitude or my intelligent quotient, but I really believe that the teachers were different and they were expecting two different things. And by the time I got to grade three, I really had no clue of what I was doing in there. Like I literally remember sitting down at a test saying, what am I doing? had no clue how to do anything i think that was the first day i i almost feel like that was the first year that i was actually reading anything so whatever happened in grade one and grade two lord knows and it wasn't big reader at home so the only learning really i was getting would have been at school so let, nevertheless i like there's no point in me even explaining to you if you're not reading at home at all and if your grade one and grade two teachers aren't really teaching you anything academically and by grade three, you're really going to be lost because there's a huge jump from grade two to grade three. Anyhow, not to mention that when they, I guess, did some testing on me, when I got to grade four, they put me in a special class that was, he needs more help with his math and English, true then they didn't allow me to go to French and they put me into this special class, special ed, with kids with all kinds of crazy hyperactive behaviors and anger issues and mischievous in different ways, regular or different from the regular neurotypical child. So <laughs> there started my 
descent into whatever. Up to that point, I was a very popular kid with the average kid in my class and in my grade. But something happened that when I got put into that grade four, grade five, grade six class, which what I mean is I was in a great, I was in the same class with the same kids for three years with the same teacher who didn't like me, by the way. It was hell on earth. So I was already am the dude who's in the special class. And I'm stupid. Not to mention I had a bedwetting problem. And I think that was probably exacerbated by what I would go through in grade four, five, and six from being called stupid by my teacher, from being called stupid by my my peers because I was in the special class, even though <clears throat> when it came to playing games, of course, outside, I was above average and one of the top players on whatever sport we were playing. So I would get picked all the time, but then I would get picked on after getting picked. I would be the kind of person that could change a game depending on what team I was on. So I would always be ostracized by the team that didn't pick me because our team was generally winning. Yes, because they had me as well as the other best player. Grade seven and eight, again, in the special class, in a different school, because I was so ostracized at that school for my education prowess that I ended up changing schools. Instead of walking 15 minutes to school, I decided to go to a school that took me no less than 40 minutes to walk to just to get away from the psychological bullying of being in special ed. Now, grade nine, grade nine was okay. Until, of course, I met back up with the kids from the school that I avoided going to were there, but they were pretty subdued as far as recalling and going back to stuff that we would talk about when maybe we were 11 or 12. Not to mention I was bigger and I had different friends, so there was no point for most of them. Grade 10, 11... It was sports, sports, sports. I played football, I played basketball, I played soccer. If we had a swim team, I would have been on there and I was eventually on the athletic council of our school. And then I left and I went to a different school. You know, I did what I could do in grade 12, but it didn't really work out. I was already stuck in the world of general. So basically, if they put you in special ed, then they're also going to tell you to do general classes, which would have been, of course, I told you the middle tier of education. And yes, you can go to college and get to university, but you have to do it in a roundabout way because they totally disqualify you and that is the universities totally disqualify people with only uh, general education or applied education, if you understand what I mean. So, I said this in a meeting, and, and this is about streaming. And the result, well, the, the result I got was funny. 
because the new push is that ABR, there's going to be no bullying, shouldn't allow bullying. If you stand on the side while somebody's being bullied or there's anti-black racism against people who are black and you're there and you don't do anything or say anything, then you're just as bad. Well, listen to this. This is something I wrote. As with the initiative of ABR, I wonder how the board is going to deal with this when there will undoubtedly be a lot of subtle pushback from staff because they're going to be wondering, how do I teach this kid? He has no business in an, in an highly educated form of whatever this course is, whether it be math or English. They just need to learn the basics and maybe we can push them along later, right? Entitled families are going to fear that their child's future is going to be kind of messed up because the teacher is going to have to spend more time with the children who just honestly have no clue. Now, I am elaborating on some of this thinking, so understand I didn't write, I didn't put all this, but I said this to a group of people. Not to mention teaching by ill-equipped staff who they themselves are a product of streaming. So could you imagine somebody who is a product of streaming, now all of a sudden they're told, we're not doing streaming anymore, so help out little Jonathan with his calculus. Meanwhile, you didn't go to calculus, you just took regular grade 12 math or grade 12 or, or college math. You, there's no way you're doing calculus <laughs> in those courses. Things like culture, after-school education for those who with privilege. And you know what that is, right? In other words, there's kids who go to after-school programs to learn, but they go to these after-school math classes like Kumon to get ahead, to understand better, not to stay on par not to get caught up, but there's actually, like before there'd be tutors, your kid doesn't know what they're doing, get a tutor. Now people, and I'm sure people did it back then too, they send them to a math whiz or a math program to get ahead of the game. And which also makes it seem like they're more intelligent than they really are because they're getting help. They're getting practice, which is a good thing, of course. But for people with family dynamics of those with single parents, and a lot less time and maybe they themselves were stream streamed so they're working at walmart instead of working at rogers in the office building or something already probably having a hard time teaching their child to do their math because they didn't know how to do it when they were their age either this comment wasn't made to be cynical it was just understanding the dilemma that people who have decided to de-stream children in education are going to be faced with. I mean, 
yes, there should be something to help kids catch up, you know, some kind of different summer school, maybe. But the problem with that is being a kid who went to summer school is it was like being picked for a bad team. Now, you know, usually, you know, you're playing a game and you got 11 guys, you got 10 guys and you're going to play hockey or say you're going to play basketball and you get, you're sitting there waiting for the guys to pick you and you're hoping above I mean I never really had that hope until I talked to a few different like I didn't really understand how this hope went because I was one of those people that was always picked early but I can understand if I look at different parts of my life what things that I wouldn't be picked first for but after speaking to a couple of friends I realized that you know yeah this was real and I used to actually watch the people who were picked last but if you have if you have a, a sport that you're playing and you need five people on each side and there's 11 of you there somebody's not going to get picked or somebody's going to get picked as a sub you don't want to be that to be you so basically that's how it got or that's how it felt when being picked to go to summer school it's like oh you're going to have this great opportunity to learn and you're going to get this and you're going to get that and you learn more and it's like you know what i got picked to go to summer school at least four or five times and the only thing I remember from <clears throat> from summer school is going to Ontario Place or the Science Center like five times and having all kinds of issues with other kids in, in schools that didn't want to be there at the beginning of their summer. But as far as learning anything, I didn't learn anything now. Maybe if they have a special kind of summer school that lets a child get caught up with somebody who really cares about what the holes in that that the gaps that exist in that child's education is and maybe they can catch them up but what I, I realize is there are some people who are just not going to be able to solve a, a quadratic equation there's some kids that have no idea what the cause button on the calculators for and they never are going to there's some people that if you teach them how to do long division it's just not going to stick they're going to forget every time you bring it up to them why because they just don't have it for math not necessarily because they're stupid it's just not that's their brain is not wired in that way and if somehow they can figure out how to do a summer school for kids to catch them up or maybe they need different schools they say that children lose about a third of their knowledge every grade they go up just over summertime maybe you need schools that are 12 months a year i know it's not going to bode well with people's vacation plans but maybe your kids will turn out better maybe if they shorten the days but they lengthen the amount of days in a year that the kids are at school. Maybe they only give a month off. Or maybe they give two months off, but they stagger it throughout the year. Maybe they give you a break. Like, wouldn't it make sense rather than to have a full summer off? Wouldn't it be better if you took a month off during the 
bad worst time of the year as far as the weather is concerned like in canada like maybe you take the whole of january off come back february then leave in june again maybe then it would be better you know or maybe it's december break and then june break split it but have kids go all year and maybe that's not the case for all kids i don't know Because being selected for summer school always felt like, I always personally felt like a loser. I was already one of three or four black kids in every year of school that I was in up to probably grade nine or 10. Sometimes I was the only kid that was black. And do I believe that kids need to be treated a certain way or they need to be given more opportunity as a black child because of slavery and because of, you know, systemic racism in society? No, I believe we deserve opportunity at least to do what we need to do, but I don't need any more advantages. I don't want to be your token black guy in the movie that gets killed in the first 14 seconds you know i don't want to be your chappy i don't want to be your bubba i don't want to be your whatever <laughs> just to say that you know a black guy you know i have lots of black oh my my best friends i don't want to be that guy i don't want to be chosen that way <laughs> not for who i am but the contact content of my character someone once said You know, the difficult time that I had in school had a lot to do with being in special ed. Had a lot to be, had a lot to do with being in the classes that I didn't want to be in. Maybe if they gave more credence to somebody who could, you know, whittle wood or someone who could create amazing art or someone who could do different things other than math, English, you know? And I mean, of course the place, the, the, the society has a place for those people, but it's usually only the very tops of the tops. If you're a person that is very personable, I mean, how much credence or how much props is given to the people who take the social sciences, or how much, you know, you end up as a social worker you can really only do something something in social work if you have a master's or a doctorate. Everything below that is like, well, you went to school, sure, but what did you take, really? <laughs> Maybe we're going to have to pay educational assistance more money. Maybe we're going to have to hire more EAs with teacher qualifications because there's going to be some more intense problems. There's going to be a lot of learning gaps. There's going to be a lot of kids who have not the amount of access to education that they really need. You know, and I ask you, leaving the parts of academia alone, is the MBA equitable? Someone said this. Is the MBA equitable? I would say not. Look at the average height of somebody who's in the MBA. 
Now, did they do anything to get to be 6'7", 6'8"? Did they do anything to be able to run 100 meters in 10 to 11 seconds? No, you can't train speed. You can tweak it, but you can't train it. This fast twist, fast twitch muscles that are responsible. Now, of course, somebody can eat their way out of being able to run that fast. They could do stuff to hurt that, but to help it, not a lot. You're not going to go from a 14 second 100 meter racer to under 11 seconds. And if you do, guess what? 11 seconds isn't that fast. <laughs> if you check out the numbers that are going sub 10 now. <clears throat> do you want the best basketball players when you watch the NBA? Or do you want the kids that were just, you know, everybody could play? That kind of what I referred to at the beginning of my uh, little rant at the beginning. No, we want the best NBA players. We want the best football players. We're not going to watch the so-so <laughs> basketball or football players. Do you want the best physicists working on your most important projects? Or do you just want to let everybody be a physicist? Should there be some separation in education? Probably. But maybe we should be all being taught according to our strengths and our skills rather than being valued by at a level of what society thinks of what you're good at. You know what I mean? Just think about it. As I said, I'm not trying to hit home anything on anybody to make you feel like it should be this way or that way. But just think about it. Is the NBA equitable? Is high school equitable for all? Does it provide the same amount of opportunity for a fat guy and a, and a fit beyond belief guy? No, I don't think so. Do you think a good-looking girl has more opportunity when it comes to being on a magazine cover or being in a modeling or a fashion show? Is it equal between her and a fat or ugly, supposedly ugly in society girl? Or odd-looking or odd-head-shaped? <laughs> Do you want the best air pilots? Or do you just want, you know, we just want to give Johnson a try. Come on. Give Dick Johnson a try. He's going to fly you. He's going to fly you. You're playing today, people. He's taking you to Australia. What do you think about that? Okay. So I thought that notes would help me, but I don't think it really helped me get it get my point across so <clears throat> check it out you can't just do good to those that are good at doing things you have to be good to everyone true you have to be able to value everybody yes I believe personally that you can praise God for those who can jump higher run faster hit harder throw farther shoot harder or more accurate 
than others because it makes the game more exciting. It makes the game fantastic. And when you bring people who are at a certain level of competition together, it makes for really good competition, a really good game. Nobody wants the mediocre. Nobody thinks that everybody should get a chance to play. I know Johnny really wants to play on this soccer team, but Johnny's 27 and he's just not FIFA material. You understand what I mean? Now, yes, streaming is important to a level or to a certain degree if you're going to keep the education system the same way. Or should you start streamlining people and taking them away from those who would maybe support them in their classes or those who would help them with their social issues when I think of my life. I had some social issues, but not as much as my friend Chris did. And once they put him in that special class for smart kids, his whole life went in a different direction. He was put in a class with a bunch of kids who were antisocial, who were shut-ins, who were closed off from other people, who weren't very social at all. And he didn't learn his social skills too much. And I already know what his home life was like, so that was a bad situation for him. For me now, being a baby of a family of four kids, it took away my friend. It took away somebody who could probably help me when I was going through the problems that I went through in my classes and socially because I was ostracized because of my education at that time. And when I look back, I realized, no, I wasn't stupid. But if you take two kids, one you show books to every day and read a story to every night, and one who has to tuck himself in the bed and probably going to end up peeing in the bed, and one who's stressed out, who's going to succeed in the long run? Who knows? But the chances are it'll probably be the one that you fostered in education. So I hope when they decided to de- they they decide to de-stream, it's not mixed in with this anti-black racism at all. It's not into everybody deserves the same thing or everybody should have the same job or play on the same team at a high level when we're not all equipped to do the same things. We don't all have the same aptitude or propensity to do certain things. I don't think that's how life should be. And they got to figure it out differently. I think they should go back to advanced and basic. But the way that they present it to the families and the students, especially a family like mine that were, you know, immigrants, didn't understand how the system goes and didn't understand how much they needed to fight for their children that they thought that when they came to this glorious place called Canada, that the system wasn't pitted against your, your child, which my parents didn't know. They were ignorant of the fact of what really happens 
And yeah, you could go home back in the day and complain to your parents about whatever. At school, they just tell you, you know, you need to just spend more time in your books. <laughs> That's what I was told. But I had no desire to play with books. Plus, balls bounce better. You know what I mean. Anyhow, if I had a TED Talk, it might not have gone exactly like this, but I would tell you, be careful with the children we're raising. Society is no place for you to leave your child up to. Many of you are complaining about online learning, but for some it might be good. For some it might get them ahead, but should that be the point in society to get ahead or should it be just to contribute? Where should our value be? Should our value be on those or those things that give us joy or should our value be on everybody's important we're not all going to do the same things we don't have all all of us the same skill but how do we value everybody and yes a workman is worthy of his wages so if i work harder there's nothing wrong with me getting paid more so you can keep the socialism and the the what's that communism to yourself as far as i'm concerned there needs to be a goal if you read in the bible there's goals pressing on to that mark a workman is worthy of his wages it's not just you go all around and we'll all go in the field and i'll pick 10 baskets of apples and you'll pick half of a basket but for some reason when the day's over we're still going to get the same paycheck what would you want that to be your society i know that's the simplified version but it basically is an analogy of how society is starting to get everything is backwards whatever values that we had back in the days are going away from christian belief system Now I believe that not all the people who call themselves Christians were teaching about Christianity were Christians and therefore it's given the others a bad name but should we have gone away from it all was the lord's prayer really bad at the beginning of the day you judge anyhow this is our society and this is where we are now deal with it anyhow This has been another episode of your Probably Right podcast starring me, your host MCM. I ask that you please share my episodes with your friends, share it with your enemies, share it with people you don't know. Now that's just weird. <laughs> Anyhow, take care. Talk to you again.